I never lose, either I win or I learn Those are my only options, to whomever it may concern About to be a hot topic, play with fire you get burned Ain't nobody give me nothing, whatever I got better I earn I never lose but I learn, learn I either win or I learn, learn Those are my only options, to whomever We learned the hard way, we fucked up We're not perfect, but the lessons we learn in life they make us who we are, and here we are starting fresh. And we're really excited to share our journey going forward with all of you so that we can hold each other accountable through the weight loss journey. Our journey started back in March of 2020. Actually, if you've listened to our podcast, it actually started well before then. We've been you know, on this weight loss journey pretty much our entire life, but this particular journey or part of our journey started in March of 2020, where together we lost over 150 pounds. But then life hit big time in 2021. Injuries, depression, deciding to sell our home because we needed new space, downsizing with five people and two dogs and a two-bedroom house. And all this stuff started to add up where our whole regimen and routine got out of whack where we were eating trash. Yeah. And so it really affected our mental state, our physical state. Those of you who've been following along on this journey, I know you can see a difference when you look at us, when you see this on YouTube. And that's why we've started this, our journey. That's what we're calling this, our journey, because it's not just us, it's all of us together. And so we have a whole new page on veganstrongandfit.com called Our Journey, where we're going to be talking about every week something that has led us to success or maybe failure that we've learned from within the week to overcome and help us to continue on this. How we're going to do this the right way this time to make sure that we're able to support you, you're able to support us. And be sure to go on and follow us every week at veganstrongandfit.com slash journey. We're in this together. of the strong af podcast i'm ashley and i'm yuri and tonight is a very impromptu recording session right before we air this tomorrow when you're gonna hear um but we just felt it was necessary if you listen to our podcast on a regular basis last week you heard that we were gonna have a very special guest on and i apologize that we are delaying him because he is an amazing amazing person and he will be on next week but we just felt that the timing wasn't right to put him on with everything happening in the world. If you follow what's going on in the U.S. In the U.S. And we know we have a lot of listeners outside of the U.S. But um, also for our listeners in the U.S., 
I'm sure that everyone has heard, seen that Roe v. Wade was overturned. And I just want to take a minute because, you know, it's crazy that our kids have to live through this. This is things that they're learning in the history books about overcoming this 50 years ago. And now, here we are back again, and they're having to live through this after learning about the protests that happened in the first place. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. And it was heartbreaking that I had to sit there and explain it to my children before we went to the protest as to why. Why we have to go back through this. Why they have to see this and why it's important for them to know. Um, so why don't you tell them what Roe v. Wade is for those who are listening or watching who may not have a clue what it's all about. Okay, so I am no expert by any means, but Roe v. Wade is a precedent that was created because a woman who lived in Texas and was unable to um, have an abortion went to the Supreme Court um, and it basically it upholds your privacy and allows for women depending on state it still was a little bit varied on state as far as up to what uh week in the pregnancy that you were able to have the abortion but basically it it upholds women's rights to their reproductive system and while you'll hear abortion is murder it's a fetus it is not a fully formed baby it cannot function outside of the womb um, but even if we're not talking about a woman choosing whether or not to have the baby just because she does or does not want it which I believe it's still her choice and her right to make and as a mother I am very happy that I had the ability to choose whether or not I wanted to have children and I did choose to have children, but that's the key word is I chose. I chose that. And every woman should have that right. But beyond the choice and just being able to decide if that's what you want in your life right now is also the fact that women are going to die. Abortions are not going to stop just because you ban them. They are just going to be dangerous. Yeah, they're going to find alternative options, whether it's some kind of concoction, medication, pills, or even the absurd stuff with, that could physically harm them or the baby. They're going to do whatever they want to do some kind of way. Exactly. And the other thing is there are things that happen to women, ectopic pregnancies, um, women who have miscarriages, but the child does not fully, the fetus does not fully abort by itself. Those require medication. If that fetus does not come out of the woman, she will develop sepsis. If that fetus remains in the fallopian tube, which is an ectopic pregnancy, and it's not removed, the woman's fallopian tube will rupture. She will bleed inside and die. Abortion is a medical necessity. Women who have PCOS and 
have a lot of trouble conceiving. There are women who have multiple miscarriages, who desperately want children. These states, these trigger law states that are in effect, they're going to immediately start investigating these. Because do you know what it says when you have a miscarriage? It calls it an abortion. A spontaneous abortion. When I was pregnant with Camden, which is my middle child, I started cramping severely to where I was laying in the floor, curled in a ball, bleeding. Yuri had to take me to the ER. It was considered a threatened miscarriage, also known as a threatened abortion, which is the terminology that was written on my paperwork. Thankfully, it was a safe pregnancy in the end. It was very difficult, but he came out. He's very healthy. But the point is that this verbiage, this abortion, those women are going to become are going to start being investigated. They're going to call them murderers. Yes. These women are going to lose their rights, their freedoms. They're going to have felony charges for things that they cannot help. Women are going to die. And all of the pro-lifers out there preaching that abortion is murder. And thank God this was overturned. What are you going to do when your wife, your daughter... Your sister, your, your mother, your aunt. What are you going to do when they're the one having that abortion, but the ba the fetus is stuck inside of them and they can't get it out and they have sepsis and they die? I don't wish that on anyone at all, ever. But maybe take a moment and think what you are really saying to these women. You are telling them that the fetus means more than the woman. But guess what? If that woman dies, so does the fetus. And what are you going to do with the child that the mother did not want? After the child is born, are you going to take it? Adoption. Are you going to raise it? There are so many other ways to save a child than to ban abortion. If you want to be pro-right, be pro-health care. Universal health care for everyone. Help these mothers to take care of their children instead of forcing them to give them up for adoption. Help these women. Ban guns. I can't believe like that we are expanding our gun laws when the number one cause of death for children is firearms. But you're so happy and pro-life about gun, uh, about what we're doing with overturning Roe v. Wade, but you are so happy about guns. You know, it's, it's these kind of things. Um, I'm getting a little preachy here. This was not intended to be a long episode. Um, because what we really want to do is show you some snippets of the protest that we went today, the women's rights protest, and how these women just came together. And there was this little girl, probably 10, 11 years old, and she was leading the chance. She is the she future. Strong. She was strong. She was walking with her power. She was confident. You could feel her energy whenever she was going by. 
because they were walking around in Davidson off of Main Street coming down the corner, coming towards us as I was recording. And as they're getting closer, you could hear it. So I'm starting to think, who is, who is this leading the chant? And then I look, and it's this little little lady, little woman. And you can see with how much conviction and her will and how she believed everything where she was saying, because she was chanting, we're not going back. Uh, our body, our choice, all kind of stuff. She mm -hmm. was just strong. And people like that, the children are the future. Yes. Yes, it was so powerful to see it was a small town i didn't expect a lot of people to be there that place was full i was so proud of the turnout so proud of everyone driving by and support now I mean, there were some naysayers out there you know we had some negative words thrown our direction as we were protesting but i would say 95 percent of the people who drove by were very supportive. Yeah, they were blowing their horn, chanting mm -hmm. and everything else. There were a Taking few neutrals. Pictures, but yeah. There was even a guy that came up to us before we got started. He asked us if he could take a picture of us and he had read my sign, the Tupac's lyrics to keep your head up. And he said it brought a tear to his eyes and stuff like that. And we had our kids out there showing them with our, this was our first protest, and it's cool that we got the protest yeah. all together as a family, and we show our kids, our ten-year-old, our five-year-old, our three-year-old, and they're out there holding signs, and our three-year-old is out there chanting, "My body, my choice," <laughs> and everything like that. You see this stuff, and main thing is the majority of the people out there wanted to separate religion from these rights, from women's rights. And you got people who go by everything that's in that book, that Bible, strict to a T. And that they say, no, it's not right. You're killing so many lives, you're murderers. While not mentioning how the God of that Bible preaches murder, murder the babies, rape the wives, and all kind of stuff like this. Like, you're okay with that. But when it's about saving your wife or your child or something like that, you don't bat an eye. And, you know, even if you believe in the Bible and, and Christianity is your faith, it's not the only faith that exists. And Christianity is one of the few religions that is against abortion. Even in the Islam faith, it is required for a woman to get an abortion if her life is in danger. Required. And, the and and we're sitting here and we're taking away their religious freedoms by enforcing Christians' religious beliefs on women, on all women. And if I'm correct, the Jewish faith will still be able to have abortions even after Roe versus Wade and depending on what states. Uh, it's all, I think it's all going to be depending on states, but mm -hmm. honestly... The, the scary thing right now is that we're in such uncharted territory that there's so many precedents and, and rulings and laws and bans being created every day by these individual states. And with everything being at the state level, it's scary because you just don't know what's happening in that moment. I think there's 13 already that had trigger laws. I mean, this just happened on Friday. We're sitting here recording this on Sunday. And I believe there's at least 13 already states that it's completely illegal. And what else has happened since Roe v. Wade? Uh, you mean the in Supreme the past Court. two weeks with the Supreme Court? Yeah, so 
um, in the past two weeks, I believe two weeks, maybe three weeks now, um, they have the Border Patrol law where within 100 miles of the border, that uh, Border Control, uh, yeah, or International Airport, I believe, that Border Control can come into your house, your car, um, and you cannot sue them for anything. So if there's wrongful doings, you cannot uh, bring a lawsuit against them. Um, you, they no longer are required to read you your Miranda light rights. So if you do not know your Miranda rights and you are arrested and, uh, you know, the whole, uh, yeah, you have a right to an attorney. Yeah. If you, if you don't want, if you can't afford one, one will be appointed for you. You have the right to be silent. You know, if you don't understand and know your Miranda rights and they coerce you into, um, saying things that you do not have to say, uh, you cannot sue them for not reading you your Miranda rights any longer. So my advice to you being arrested a few times, whenever, if, whether you're in the right or in the wrong, what you do is they say something to you, you have the right to plead the Fifth, the Fifth Amendment, and then you shut the fuck up. Don't say shit else. Yeah, and, and then, um, what was the other one? Um... I believe when you are wrongfully convicted, you cannot then bring new evidence into the case um, for a retrial. So you're, if you are wrongfully convicted, you are innocent, um, and maybe there was uh, evidence missing in your first trial, when you come for a retrial, you cannot submit new evidence. Yeah, because let's say you're you're younger or you don't have the money at the time you get wrongfully accused you have a public defendant who barely even knows your name because they just got your case at seven o'clock that night or something and they barely even know your name they're going in there you get arrested you're in prison for 20 years or something absurd especially if you're a person of color you're in there and there's new evidence somebody caught something on the street camera outside of a gas station or something, something that will clear your name where you're absolutely innocent. They can't bring that to the court with this new law. Yeah. And then, you know, Clarence Thomas has already said that up next on the chopping block is going to be same-sex marriage, uh, contraceptives. They don't care about the kids and, and protection. All they care about is increasing the white population. And same-sex marriage is not going to get them what they want. Contraceptives is not going to get them what they want. Abortion is not going to get them what they want. Everything is coming up. I have seen senators posting about interracial marriage. I have seen senators posting about Brown versus Board of Education. There is so many things going on right now. So many issues our freedoms are being chopped one by one and i am telling you my friends i get it i used to be so shy not know what to say i still am to an extent i mean i come on this platform and i talk but honestly i'm not the most outgoing person um it, it's very rare for me to just come out and just go off on something but listen, your your silence is deafening. Whether it's a post on Facebook, a text to a family member, you know, something to like let people know. You know, 
I, I believe that some people just don't know, just don't understand what's going on, and they need that education. And then, yes, there are some people out there that just don't give a shit. But you don't know which side they're on until you try. Because, listen, I used to be a pro-life or conservative gung-ho person until I saw how that really was. And I became educated on um, all of these things myself. And hey, I'm not, I'm not perfect and I'm not the most educated and I'm still learning and I'm still open. Um, but, you know, I, like I understand their thought process and some of them know and don't care and some of them just don't know. They don't understand like um, how it really is. They just know what they've been told their whole life growing up, right? And so, it's our responsibility to at least try to explain it to them. Some of them will listen. Some of them will be very open-minded. And some of them won't, you know? The um, older generation won't. But They're stubborn. I, I, don't, I don't want to say all the older generation. I think that there are a lot who are changing. But, uh, sorry. <laughs> but the point is, you know, your silence is loud so raise your voice use your platforms if you if you're uncomfortable with that write a letter to your senator you know sign petitions there are things that you can do to make a difference even if you're shy and and scared to speak up there are things you can do email your senator tell them to support you wherever you are. I don't care if they're a Republican, Democrat. I don't care. I don't care if you don't think they're ever going to listen to you. Still, you need to email them. Call them. Leave them voicemails. You know, blow their phone up with calls and voicemails. And spam their email <laughs> with all of these, you know, emails and requests. Let them know how you're feeling. You need to get your voice heard. And most importantly, and I know, we've got to do something before November. But you still have to come out and vote. It's not all about the vote. But you still got to come out and vote. Okay? So, get your, get your voice out there. Get heard. And... Now we're going to turn it over to all the amazing videos that we have from the protest today. And we hope you enjoy this. And please, please, please get out, show your support, and we'll see you next Monday. Ladies, keep your head up.
Thank you for listening to the Strong AF podcast. We hope you really enjoyed this episode. Just do us a favor, go on the Apple Podcast, leave us a five-star review, let us know how you enjoyed the episode. And if you're watching this on YouTube, just drop us a couple comments. We love hearing from you guys. Yeah, we always love hearing your feedback and let us know what you'd like to hear more of as well.